What is up, everybody? My name is Tyler Pruitt, and I am the host and the founder of the Rice Kill Eat Podcast. Thank you again for joining me for another episode, another week of the Rice Kill Eat Podcast. I can definitely appreciate everything that you guys do for me as the host and founder of this show. Thank you all so much. If you haven't connected with me on social media, you can do that on Instagram and Facebook. On Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash afield. So that's R-K-E as in Rice Kill Eat Afield. And then on Instagram, where I am probably most active, you can find me on Instagram at the handle at RiceKillEat. So it's all lowercase, all together, at RiceKillEat. So connect with me on there. Send me a message. Able to connect with a few listeners over the past few weeks, and it's been cool to, to see and hear how the RiceKillEat podcast is benefiting you. So thank you guys for sending those messages. And if you haven't yet, then that'd be cool to be able to connect with you guys. So for this week, I am continuing on with the Rice Kill Eat Repeat series. So in case you guys missed last week, I shared my episode from 2019 where I was able to discuss deer biology and white-tailed deer biology and physiology with Dr. Carl Miller of the University of Georgia's Whitetail Research Facility. So be sure to go back and check that out. And um, if you missed last week, then... I just want to kind of give you a quick rundown of what the Rise, Kill, Eat, Repeat series is. Basically, what I'm doing for the month of November and the last week of October is I am sharing some of my favorite conversations from the year 2019. All right, so like I said, last week I shared my conversation with Dr. Carl Miller. This week, as you guys know, as I'm sure you guys saw the title of this episode, I'm going to share my conversation with Buck Ventures host, Jeff Danker. So I absolutely love Jeff. Jeff is a great guy. He has been helpful for me personally. He's given me the opportunity to be able to be a pro staff member with the Buck Ventures crew and the awesome crew that is the Woodsman. And it's this episode is actually how that relationship started. And it's because of this episode that I'm actually able to share some of the other episodes like my conversation with uh, Pastor Joe Bufford. He's also the author of his devotional book, Dominion. So if you guys haven't checked that out, be sure to do that. Be sure to go back and listen to mine and Joe's conversation. And also had on Noel Gandy, who is a pro staff leader for The Woodsman. So those two episodes are direct links to this episode, this episode that I had with Jeff. And it was uh, it was really cool. And I've got many many more on my list of potential guests that are going to come from the Buck Ventures crew and the Woodsman crew. They are a solid group of people. So be sure to check out some of those previous episodes. Um, also, if you guys haven't checked out the Woodsman on my outdoor TV, then you guys need to do that. We are in the midst of sharing some of the new episodes for the 2020 season. And it is an awesome series that the Buck Ventures crew and the Woodsman crew have put together. And I'm definitely thankful that I get to be able to to play a small part in being able to share some of that content being able to get the word out as far as what the the woodsman crew is sharing through their message and the cool thing about it is that they don't necessarily put hunting first like that's actually something that Jeff when we had our meeting this past summer is something that he was very adamant about is that hunting should not be first in our in our lives our walk with Christ our walk with God as our father and God as our creator, those are the things that should be first. And then family and then hunting and then everything else. Hunting should fall somewhere further down the list. And that's really what convinced me that I needed to be a part of the woodsman crew is because 
because of that very same mindset. And that's exactly what I'm trying to portray with the Rise Kelly podcast. So I'm thankful for this conversation that I had with Jeff last year because it, it has completely changed my life and, and of course the life of this podcast. So again, going back to what I was saying before, make sure you guys check out the Woodsman. Make sure you guys check out the show Buck Ventures, Jeff, Daniel, Jaylee. They put up together some awesome content, put together some amazing hunts with some gigantic tier. Like I'm super jealous every time I watch their show, but it it, it is what it is. But <laughs> be sure to check out uh, Buck Ventures as well. Connect with Jeff on Facebook and Instagram. So you can find him at the handle at Jeff Danker. He's on Facebook as Jeff Danker as well. Um, if you guys haven't followed the show Buck Ventures on Instagram, then do that. It's it's at the handle at Buck Ventures and then follow the Woodsman as well at the handle at BV underscore the underscore Woodsman. So if you just type in BV the Woodsman, it'll pop up right there. All right. So again, this is my conversation that I had with Jeff. A lot of awesome things for me personally have come from this episode or have come from this conversation. So this is definitely one of my favorites that I wanted to be able to share with you guys. And of course, right now we are in the midst of peak whitetail hunting season. So, I mean, this is kind of the perfect time to be able to share this episode again with you guys. So this is coming from August of 2019, but the material is still prevalent and what Jeff has to say is still relevant to what's going on today. So this is part two of the Rise, Kill, Eat, Repeat series. This is from episode number 16 entitled God and the Great Outdoors with Jeff Danker. Now this is officially episode 63 of the Rise, Kill, Eat podcast. Enjoy. Awesome, man. I, I appreciate you taking some time today. Uh, I, I really do thank you for being on the Rise Kill Elite podcast with me today and just just really spend some time talking about you and spending some time talking about your view on hunting, of course, and then getting into a little bit of Genesis and God's creation. That's my plan for you today. Okay, sounds good, man. Yeah, so where are you calling from, Tyler? I'm actually in Moorhead, Kentucky. So that's I'm on the uh, right on the edge of the Appalachian Mountains on the eastern side of Kentucky. Beautiful. I don't. Yeah, yeah. It really, really is. We got uh, Cave Run Lake, which is one of the top uh, musky fishing lakes in the country. We got it about 15 minutes from my house, and there's about I don't know two thousand to three thousand acres of public land, and there's all all kinds of fun playground areas to to play around in. Where are you from? Are you, is it Oklahoma? Am I, am I guessing right? Yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm actually right in between uh, Tulsa and Oklahoma City. Um, is where I grew up here, and then all my my I got land here on my home farm. You know, we got some pretty good deer, but my big ranch. I have a big ranch out in northwestern Oklahoma, and then I have a big ranch in Kansas. Oh yeah, what kind of preparations are you working on right now? I know this time of year is always busy for whitetail guys. So, what kind of stuff you got going on? Oh, it's everything from. From getting the food plots in in Kansas and Ohio and Oklahoma to, um, you know, running all these inventory cameras, getting all those inventory cameras out, getting the muddy blinds up, tree stands. You know, think about it, especially when I go back east, all my tree stands, I think I got 21 sets there on the Ohio place. And you got to you gotta go loosen those stands off every year or you, 
So the trees just grow into them. Yeah, that's something I've definitely seen. Or the straps will start to dry rot, and the combination of the trees expanding and the straps dry rotting, it'll snap those suckers right off. You don't want them to snap off when you're up in them, that's for sure. No, that's for sure. So, yeah, there's lots of prep going on. Yeah, this this time of year is always always busy, and it sounds like sounds like you got quite a bit of work if you got you know places in three different states and you got twenty one setups. I mean, that's that's a full time job for you. Oh gosh, it is. But yeah, so uh, everybody's got a got a beginning. So where did Jeff Danker start? Where where did you begin hunting? Who introduced you? Uh, when was this? And just give me kind of the the intro to how Jeff got into into hunting. Well, and, uh, shoot, my deal started pretty young. I mean, my dad was a big coon hunter. So I was going with my dad when I was about four years old, coon hunting. And, and um, you know, basically just was a daddy's boy. And so, you know, whatever my dad was doing is what we did. You know, then he was shooting recurves. I mean, you know, some of my earliest memories, uh, you know, the coon hunting and then him shooting a recurve bow into a paper plate on a bell of hay. I just can't tell you what that did to me as a young boy and wanting to be part of that and you know now my dad never really got you know he deer hunted some but um so i started going and, and when i was about 14 really uh, a lot with a bow and uh from there too my uncle had these greyhounds and they ran them coyotes and so just all that combination just it, it fueled a fire in me of being outside and then you know along with playing ball and and rodeo and that competitive edge is is always where i saw my hunting i mean is being able to go whether when i was 14 years old just trying to shoot any deer with a recurve bow and that competitiveness of that to to all the way to today of finding that giant deer and going head to head with him um, it just was instilled at an early age and it continues to go on. Yeah. That, uh, it really is a competition. I, I like the way you put that. Cause I mean, you're basically, if you think of it like a, you know, like a game or like a basketball game or, you know, football game or anything like that, you, you've got an opponent and you're trying to outwit them. You're trying to figure out how they tick. You're trying to figure out, you know, what they like to do and that kind of thing. You're trying to come up with some kind of strategy to go against yeah. it. It really is very similar in a lot of ways. Yeah, and it keeps just it keeps us on our toes, and it keeps us, you know, it, as a man, you know, not that a woman ain't got it, but a, especially a guy that played sports that, you know, you had to quit. You know, if you don't go on to play pro ball or pro rodeo or whatever, I mean, there's a point where you're either too old to do it or whatever, and this hunting gets to – that just continues on, you know, because everybody's doing it, and, you know, and it comes a, a deal – that you might be competing with your buddies, but in a sense, you're just competing against that deer. I mean, that's where I've taken it. I mean, it's just like last year with going after a public bull elk. I didn't do it for the television show. I did it for myself. I wanted to see if I could go up there and go head to head with a just being dropped off at, you know, 11,000 feet and go see what I could do. That's what I love. Yeah, absolutely. That, the whole sense of of competition is something that like you said it just once you get out of sports i mean everybody's got that point anybody who's played any kind of athletics gets to a point that you've got to you know set it aside and a lot of people they do find that competitive edge they can, they are able to fulfill that competitive edge through hunting and i mean that's something that i i've got a little bit of experience with i played a little bit of college football and played a lot of football in a uh, high school and mm-hmm. played different things in high school and um just the once i my buddy he kind of reintroduced me after 
after high school and after college and he reintroduced me into hunting and ever since then it's just been it's been addicting i mean it's been something that i can fulfill that competitive edge with without having you know go out and play you know a pickup game of basketball or whatever and it's something i can i can pursue year round i mean a lot of people think that hunting season is just you know september to january but it really is a a full-time a full year deal Mm -hmm. no it 100 percent so are you still shooting a recurve nowadays you know no i'm not i uh something that bear archery has reached out to me this year uh to possibly shoot one so definitely uh probably gonna bring that back to my arsenal um and that you know it's just another way to go head to head now and have another challenge i guess right yeah that that definitely takes a lot of i don't have a whole lot of experience if any at all but uh, from what i've seen and from what i hear from people who kind of gotten back into it because i feel like a recurve they're kind of making a comeback a little bit there's a lot of people that are going with those you know those primitive type of hunting styles it seems to be making a, a re-emergence here lately well and i mean it's just like you know as hunters you know we have all kinds of things we have crossbows we have compounds we have you know guns you know whatever and we need to all be together in it and um you know regardless i mean you know, I've I've shot deer with a muzzleloader, rifle, uh, bow. Everybody always asks me, you know, what what about that? And I mean, I always tell them. I mean, if they open bazooka season to go after a big deer, I'll have a tag. You know, I'll own a. That's just the way it is. I mean, I just love being out there. You know, if it's legal and you can use it, I mean, I don't feel like uh, we should be fighting amongst ourselves for sure. Yeah, I think the a lot of people they get hung up on how. Uh, how people prefer to hunt because you see a lot of people i mean i think definitely within the the deer hunting community the white-tailed deer hunting community you'll see you know the rifle hunters versus the the bow hunters but like you said there's got to be some kind of unity there because at the end of the day we're all hunters i mean whatever is going to be the most efficient way of putting that deer on the ground putting some meat in the freezer is going to be you know what what should people should be pursuing mm-hmm. well and that's the reason we you know, yeah we should be hunting i mean you know, as a, a heritage that God has granted us to have this privilege. And, you know, we need to be doing our very best to share it in, in all forms. And like I said, you know, not fight amongst ourselves and do it that way. You know, with social media nowadays, you know, you get these wars going on. And it's just, you know, when I see it, it just it just hurts me because I'm like, man, we're just hurting ourselves. I mean, we're already in a battle to keep these young kids uh, in the outdoors. I mean, you know, they're killing deer more on their dang computers now than they're doing, you know, playing those games and this and that uh, as uh, wanting to go out and truly be a hunter. You know, uh, I just, that's one reason we kind of, we, we own the word the woodsman because that woodsman is, is gone away. I mean, truly knowing, you know, how to go out and, and, and be able to read the woods and, and to know which way the sun comes up and, and that kind of stuff, know how to play the wind and be a true woodsman. It's getting further and further where people don't know how to do that because grandpas aren't teaching these kids and maybe the kids just don't want to learn anymore. I don't know. They all want a shortcut. You know, that's how the world is now. It's just fast, fast, fast. Yeah. The whole idea of, you know, instant gratification, I feel like it's a, that's a product. It's a definite product of, you know, the technology that we, that we kind of have. We want the, we want what we want when we want it kind of thing and if we aren't getting it then you know the whole idea of being a student and remaining a student 
towards something like being a, a proper woodsman or being a hunter and combining the two skills is something that just not appealing, unfortunately, not appealing to a lot of today's generation that's that's grown up. I'm, I'm 27. I've got two young kids. My mm-hmm. son, he's five, and my little girl, she's three. And um, it's something that, especially with my son, because he's been out in the woods with me the past couple of years, and it's something that I've really tried to instill in him and tried to show him, you know, whenever he sees a deer track on the ground, I'll ask him a question, you know, which way is that deer going? You know, where do you think he's heading? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. And even him at five years old, because you're, you know, instilling that woodsmanship into him, he's starting to learn and pick up on that kind of thing. He'll find some things sometimes that, you know, I may not even see. So, but yeah, there's, there's definitely a change, a trend in, in today's generation at how, how they see the woods and how they want, how they want things, how they desire things. Oh, no joke. That's for sure. I mean, it's been, you know, that's a good kudos to you for taking the time to teach instead of, you know, we all as dads, I guess myself, we're in a hurry all the time and uh, we need to slow down and, and teach our kids for sure. And, and, and just and maybe realize how important it is to teach them about that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So fast forward in a little bit to, to today and to in, into your uh, a little bit more advanced into your hunting you've been the host of buck ventures on the sportsman's channel for a while now how long have you been involved in that well i started buck ventures back in uh 2003 and so it's been going a long time i mean uh we've uh you know started out and just i i, I look back on it i only know how we made it to tell you the truth and uh shoot now tyler i mean to see what god has done with it after all these years i mean you know going through it you know then i started major league bow hunter in 2010 you know left it in 2016 and buck ventures has just you know just hit a new gear ever since kind of when i come back to you know i always own the show but even when i stepped out a few years to do the other show and and then come back to it to see what God has done with it. Um, it's not what, what anything I've done. It's just, you know, basically turning that over, you know, to him and allowing him to, you know, me just do the best I can and, and remember that that is his company. And that's how we try to treat that. And with that, you know, heck, it's been the number one 30-minute show on Sportsman Channel now for two years. And, um you know, that's nothing to do with what we've done. It's just, uh, it's God's show. He can do whatever he wants with it. Definitely. Absolutely. That's, I feel like that applies to, you know, a lot of things in our life. You know, it could be even, even outside of hunting, you know, finances, marriage, uh, you know, our relationships with our kids. When we give those things over to God and let him really take over, I mean, it's, it's incredible the kind of, kind of outcome that we can see out of it. Well, that's the truth. I mean, I could, you know, I do a testimony or speak at a lot of churches and my deal is, I mean, it's just that. Now, this ain't a deal. I always tell them it's not a one-time deal. I mean, if I could just give my my job and my wife and my kids today to the Lord, I'm willing. But you have to wake up pretty much every day and do it. You know, there's times where you get yourself and you got back hold of that steering wheel. And, and, and I always tell men, especially, you want to be freed up. You know, you can't protect your wife, you can't protect your kids, you can't make sure you got a job, but God is the only thing that doesn't change, and to put that in his hands. Now, again, I don't tell them, you know, I tell them, you know, I'm not letting you off the hook, you should work hard. The, the Bible says we're to work as we work unto the Lord. So we, we definitely want to do that, but we want to, to make sure that uh, we get that off our shoulders, because we're not, our shoulders aren't broad enough to carry it. 
And if we can do that and then focus on him, uh, golly, man, the sky's the limit. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely is. And that's something even just this little little show that I've started here with the Rice Kelly podcast, you know, starting starting early on. Uh, I mean, it was it was real slow and that kind of thing. And here lately, you know, I've been praying about it a lot, been been getting into it, uh, you know, handing it over to God in a little bit. And it's really put me in a position where I'm able to talk to, with guys like you. And I've just kind of followed the lead that he gave me through his word and be able to, you know, reach out and just give me the put the fear and the doubt aside and just re- be able to reach out to, you know, big guys like you or some, you know, some other ones that I've been blessed to, to talk with. And it's been, it's been really neat to, you know, have that guidance from God and be able to, you know, apply it to our daily lives. Like you said. Well, right. I mean, we all got a platform. I mean, we use it and, and you right. know, it doesn't mean everything's going to be hunky dory all the time. You know, and James, it tells us we will, you know, have trials and tribulations. It don't say if, it says when to sharpen us and to, to help us with our endurance of, of, you know, all that for Christ. And, and, and that is it. I mean, uh, you know, when we're faithful to him, and and put him first and, and remembering that God is sovereign and Romans eight twenty eight, you know, talks about how uh he he uses everything for good to those who love him according to his purpose. And and so knowing that he's sovereign and saying, Okay, why am I going through this? What what's going on here and continue to do that and, and again it frees you up because, you know, God can do whatever he wants with your podcast and, and all that and and we're just there for him. And again, it's hard. It's easy to say, but it's, it's you know, obviously we all know that it's not the easiest walk you can do, um, but it's sure worth it. Definitely. Definitely. So how is your relationship with God? How's your faith in God? Has it, how has it changed throughout your life as a hunter being out in the woods and being able to, you know, experience his creation? I mean, has there been some kind of I guess the evolution adaptation there as you've become more mature as a Christian. A lot of mistakes, Tyler, that's brought me to where I'm at. So, you know, when I look back of, of, of the outdoors and God's creation is I, uh, you know, it, I love it. I started Bug Ventures on, you know, walk by faith or, you know, shoot by sight, not by, you know, walk by faith and, and based on Second Corinthians 5, 7. Now, that being said, you know, when you get in the, the limelight, if you will, the outdoors and, and, you know, you got these sponsors and all of a sudden there was a time where I forgot to see the sunrise. I forgot to see that sunset. I forgot to see the journey. I got wrapped up in, man, I got to get this kill. I got to get this and it'll make the show better and we can grow and this and that. So, you know, many times going talking about that steering wheel, I grabbed that steering wheel. So, so now I can honestly tell you where I'm at today and what God has done through those trials and tribulations of me and my family and a lot of people that's been involved is I do see those and I, I have way more wisdom and discernment now that God has taught me and, and I can teach these youngsters that, you know, that I mentor and this and that, and I can go on podcasts like this and just tell, warn people against it, you know, make sure and line up with him. And, and like I said today, I think my outlook is that I have, I have a big responsibility, you know, God has given me a, a pretty big footprint here. And I have a responsibility to to go around and spread God's word, to be that example and witness everywhere I am. And to, um, you know, maybe one of the biggest things today is is to warn people 
about the false prophets and all that's going on because, you know, the failure, what I see is not coming from the casinos and the bars anymore. It's coming from inside the church. So I guess to answer your question, the outdoors and Buck Ventures and this journey has God has used it in so many ways. And, and again, I've not arrived by any means, but as I turn around and look backwards of where I've come, I see what God's done and he's used the great outdoors for so much of it. Absolutely. That's a, that's a great way of putting it. It really is. And that's a big reason why I wanted to have you on today on, on the Rise Kill 8 podcast. I mean, our name, literally Rise Kill 8, comes from the book of Acts chapter 10. That's where, that's really what the whole brand is centered around. It's this idea that, you know, God has given us these things. He's given us the dominion, as it says in Genesis, over these things that, uh, that we have here on earth. And it's our responsibility. It's our duty to, you know, kind of, kind of take care of it and use it to further our, our relationships with God. That's right. I mean, and you know, it don't matter what it is. If it's something, you know, we are as God's creation and as Christians, I mean, first off and foremost, just to make sure that our, we are Christians. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is if we Google today, I mean, Christians are in the world, it's going to tell us 82%. And that's just not true. I mean, when we look at God's word, it says few are going to find that gate. And there's going to be a day where people say, man, what about me? What about me? And he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. So we need to be real careful there to, to start with. And, and, and then to, you know, whatever we're doing, we're to do for the Lord. So hunting and being out there and exactly what your podcast is about is teaching of that and using it for God's glory. You know, I think one of the biggest things, Tyler, we have today that we have to be very mindful of is success sometimes. And I've seen it firsthand. You know, sometimes the more successful we are, the easier it is to get away from God. I mean, all of a sudden we start thinking we're something. And so as we go through and, and your podcast is successful or our bug ventures is successful. I mean, we just need to be staying grounded. And, and the only way to do that is you just got to get up every morning and you got to start with the Lord. You got to open up that book and, and read that and, and be that person. I mean, and, and, you know, John 15, five says we can do nothing without him. And that's where we need to make sure we stay humbled because we are nothing without him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. That's, that's a great way of putting in really just a great way of putting how, how your story has, you know, intertwined with how God has used it. I mean, it's just really neat to be able to hear that from you. And what kind of strategies do you have? I mean, you kind of alluded it, alluded to it there for a little bit. What kind of strategies do you have for somebody to slow down and really kind of look at what God is doing when they're out hunting? Well, I mean, I would just say be mindful of it is first. I mean, like I said, if you're, if you're, I would tell anyone is just make sure it lines up. I mean, the world will tell us this. The world says this a lot. They'll say, you know, you need to put, uh, God, your family and, and, and then whatever. And there's some truth to it, but they're missing some, some, some decent stuff. I mean, first of all, we definitely want to put God first. Secondly, though, I would tell anyone listening is don't, don't skip over your wife. Don't include her with just the family and the kids. It's God, your wife, and then your kids and then everything else. I mean, so that would be something that I would give anyone because if you, if you put God first and your wife second, so much is going to line up. But if you, if you forget to put her, and again, I'm sitting here telling you this, and it's my biggest struggle. 
it is it is my biggest struggle is because you know even if you're getting god right so many times you're lumping your wife into your kids and and your kids are going to learn more when they see a man cherish their wife adore their wife you know be able to be you know one of the biggest things for me is to learn to be gentle and to be you know that and not just you know and to show weakness i'm not very good at that i don't want anybody to see any weakness and so so as again it maybe it's not just outdoors i'm talking about but as as i think these are these are deals that we need to as men be able to see and and use the outdoors just don't abuse it because the the outdoors is a great thing that the lord has given us but if you're hunting all the time as a married man and you're not helping take care of the kids and this and that and that's just something you do i mean that's trouble that's trouble waiting for you on the other end i've i've dealt with it i don't know how many times where somebody wakes up and it's too late and that is the stuff as as men of christ that we have to be guarding and then we need to be helping other young men to learn that definitely i I feel like you're speaking to my soul a little bit here because as a husband that's actually something that my wife and i we were talking about probably just like two days two or three days ago is how you know a lot of people they'll put their kids above their own marriage and eventually one day your kids are going to move out I mean, mm-hmm. you're always going to be a parent, but your kids are going to move out and they're going to be responsible for themselves. But your wife, your spouse is still going to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still have a marriage. You still have a spouse that you have to take care of and you have to be there for them and be the spouse that you're meant to be. That's right. And not only that, your kids see it. So if, if they see a man that adores wife and puts her first, well, that's, and like I said, I'm just telling you, this is my biggest failure. This is something that I know the answer to it's something that i fail miserably and and it's just it but it's something like i said i do know that's right and and if we would do that i mean you know and this is where america if you will is is falling apart i mean this is what we have to get back to this is why i go and speak everywhere is to to help and and hopefully you know get few to to go back to this because that is where you know, like I said, if you put God, your wife, and then your kids, if men would start doing that, what what would happen? Uh, there's no telling. Yeah, definitely. You would see a lot of positive changes. You see a lot of good things coming out of out of families, and I mean, I think that it would definitely it it would definitely solve a lot of issues that are rooted in in that kind of thing. I mean, it would. I think I think you got a good good solution to a lot of problems that America's facing right now it's not not necessarily a a easy thing to do either obviously because you know you'd be seeing you'd be seeing a lot more people do it but it's simple i guess simple is a good way to put it because you it's a simple instructions but a lot of people you know struggle with being able to do that unfortunately priorities and it it comes down to two words and that's selfish or selfless and uh, the bible calls us to be selfless which is probably the hardest thing in my life uh, ever so and i think that fits a lot of people hard it is but you know when we get down to the bible biblical stuff doctrine that's what we're talking about so as a husband and as a father how have you introduced your family into you know the outdoors or into hunting well i mean having two girls is um you know lots of mistakes back then or whatever one is i would tell any man just be real careful with your kids. I mean, you know, my kids grew up around it. I mean, they heard me talk about 145 inch deer so much, you know, or whatever. They just knew all about it. So, 
at the time when it was time for them to start hunting is one thing I did do right is, um, you know, with the help of my wife is being careful, not just to make them go hunting. And so I started off pretty right. So making sure that we didn't get a bad bang, you know, or a hard kick that made them scared of it and didn't want to do it. You know, one thing I would tell anybody, if you got a kid that's kind of interested and, and, and they want to do it, but they're scared, don't don't say, oh, man, you, you, this ain't going to hurt you. Shoot this gun. Just let them be around it. Let them watch you shoot it. I mean, that's what I did. And my oldest daughter, one day, she just said, here, Dad, I want to shoot it. Because she saw me over and over shoot this little gun, little two forty three, and finally she's like, that don't look that bad. And she did it on her own. You know, make sure they got that ear protection. Make sure that they ain't got too big a caliber. Now, where I made mistakes is being in the hunting industry, because both of my girls, they they loved it. And, and where I made the mistake, and, and especially, you know, my youngest today, she doesn't hunt a lot and maybe it's just God's will. But one thing I did is, you know, maybe push a little hard at times after just, you know, you being a dad going, oh man, we, you know, and doing this. And, and then with what I do, I, I think it was just so much work of, of after you kill a deer, you know, we got to do this, we got to do that. But, but my big deal is just, um, you know, it's become a way of life. It's a living what we do. I mean, you know, my wife doesn't hunt. She shoots a bow. She cooks our meals. She, she loves that, you know, she has no problem with killing an elk or deer or whatever it might be, but she's just not a killer. And, and that's okay. I mean, and that's the other thing. I mean, it's, um, we, we live this lifestyle with, you know, deer hanging in every house we have and, and, and office and this and that. And, and, um, and, you know, it's just our life. And so um, my, my girls are all about the, the, the deal of learning about how to skin a deer and cooking a deer and that kind of stuff. And, and again, I've made lots of mistakes, but there's a few things I did right in there. Yeah, definitely. I think that that's that goes, you know, with just parenting in general. I mean, we're going to make all kinds of mistakes. I'm Like I said, my son, my, my oldest is five years old and I can't count how many times I've, I've made some kind of mistake. And of course that's going to bleed over into, you know, whenever, whenever he starts to hunt a little bit more, he's sat in the blind with me a few times on some deer hunts and on some turkey hunts and that kind of thing. But he hasn't gotten to the point to, he's not quite to the point. I don't think that uh, he's ready to hunt yet, but we're going to get him a BB gun here soon and start letting him, you know, hit some paper targets and that kind of thing and see where he goes from there. Let him, I don't know, maybe get him a little 410 or 22 or something and let him start feeling a little bit of recoil and hearing the, the big bang when he hears the, or when he pulls the trigger, that kind of thing and see how he reacts to it. But he's getting pretty close. So those are all very good tips and very good things that I think I'm definitely going to consider whenever as the, as the clock's ticking down the road. Yeah, I hear you. I just didn't just have fun. I mean, that's the biggest thing, you know, just have fun and make sure that y'all just smile together and, and, you know, it's no pressure. And, you know, that's the, that's the struggle sometimes I have is I forget that just the time there, instead of getting focused on so much other. Right. And there's, there's a lot of ways for us to, you know, teach life lessons through the, through hunting. I mean, there's, there's of course discipline, there's patience, there's perseverance, there's all kinds of lessons that we can teach through the acts of active hunting and actually being out there and, you know, dealing with a little bit of, uh, temperature drop whenever it gets cold and that kind of thing and learning how to, you know, put that instant gratification that we kind of talked about a little bit earlier, put, push that aside and be able to, you know, deal with that kind of thing. And it, it just offers a lot of life lessons for, for kids. Absolutely. For sure. 
So going back a little bit to your uh, start of Buck Ventures, I mean, what kind of evolution have you seen in, you know, the, the hunting television, the outdoor television since 2003, whenever you started Buck Ventures to today, 2019? I mean, that's a, that's pretty good span of time. And just me growing up watching all those kind of things, you know, watching the monster bucks, real tree and that, all that kind of stuff to what's being offered today. There's definitely an evolution. I want to kind of see what your side of that is. Well, I mean, my deal is, I mean, you know, if I'm honest, I don't like it. I mean, I, I learned TV and, uh, and, you know, we, we, once we got going with TV and, and we were, you know, we were just rolling. I mean, it was easy. I mean, you, you know, you would deal with, uh, you know, a, a company and, and they would want to run a commercial on your show and that's where it was, you know, and then now fast forward into 2019 and, you know, 95% of the people back then watched me on television. And now 95% of people watch me on their phone, you know, or some kind of computer or, or something like that. And, and it was so much easier to, to make a living for us as far as just the television. And then all of a sudden it become, you know, now we got, you know, social medias and we got to post and, and do this and that. And, and, and so again, it's all good. It just, it was such a learning curve for someone like myself to, to be, to do that. And then, you know, now what it is, is this big, just advertising type circle of, uh, and, and then, you know, from, from 2003 to, to where we're at now is, you know, we're in a fight. I mean, as hunters, we are in a fight to keep these youngsters in the woods, uh, you know, and to keep hunting alive. And, and it, that's scary. Uh, you know, I never thought we would be declining uh, like we are right now. Um, you know, now women are coming. I think that's one of the growths we have. These women are coming and, and they're getting more involved in hunting. Now, the, the one thing I'm going to be real blunt and, and somebody's going to listen to this and they're going to be offended by what I'm fixing to say, but I'm going to speak truth. And, and that's this, my daughter's, you know, my oldest daughter, she's a host of the show. And one thing I'm trying to guard against it is you're not going to be a host because we're on TV. You're either going to go hunt because you like it and you're going to learn how to do it, or you're not going to hunt because the TV or social media about taking a selfie. And that is what I think we need to take a hard look at is get, you know, this whole selfie deal and just kind of hunting and acting like you're hunting is trouble. I mean, I see more girls today in tank tops, you know, showing half their, you know, tops. And that's crazy. That is crazy for companies to let that be advertised because that will eventually sink us. And so again, you know, I apologize to anyone listening if you're offended by that, but that's the truth. And as a man of God, first of all, being able to be on social media and, and someone like myself, I don't want to see that. I mean, I need to learn to guard my eyes. I don't want my daughters on there and seeing something they shouldn't see. I mean, you know, now we're at a phase where another thing that just, I'm just going to toot on this a little bit is, you know, we can't, I can't watch the Super Bowl anymore with my kids because you never know what you're going to see during halftime. I can't watch hardly anything. And hunting shows were safe until now. Now they're cussing on hunting shows and this and that, and it's ridiculous, you know, People want to stand up the Golden Moose Awards and they want to say, you know, you watch them in their show and they're thinking Jesus and this and that. And maybe they're even doing it that night. And then they get wasted that night using the word, you know, F words and GD. I mean, I'm calling everybody out on that. 
that's ridiculous. And to call yourself a Christian, and I mean, like I said, I get very upset because my kids are coming up in this. And this is where, you know, people in society today are saying, well, you just be you and you leave us alone. No, I didn't. Well, it is. I mean, God calls us to take a stand, and that's where I'm at. And that's probably my number one thing right now is to make sure and guard us. If you want to say you're a Christian, the Bible says we need to look at our fruits and see if you're a Christian. It's not by works, but it should have works. Sorry for the stand on my soapbox. No, that was great. No, that was great. You're completely right. I mean, we can judge a tree by its fruit. I mean, whenever you, whenever you, I mean, just using the analogy that whenever you have a good tree, you're going to have good fruit. I mean, it's it's definitely true. You're ringing some truths there. Yes, sir. But yeah, the I mean, it's it's crazy the the trend that we've seen. I actually just had a uh, conversation with uh, a lady that I, I met through a hunting community online hunting community called the Digital Campfire. Mm-hmm. It's hosted by a guy named uh, Colin Cottrell, mm-hmm. and I met her and actually just had her on. And she's the complete opposite of what you were kind of alluding there. And she's somebody that is very you know, respectful in terms of hunting, and she's out there for the right reasons. She's out there doing the things that she needs to to do to, you know, provide fresh meat for her families and that kind of thing. And, uh, she, we kind of had a good, real good conversation just the other night about, you know, how women are kind of perceived in the hunting industry and you know, kind of the, the stereotypes that they can face. And you were, you I mean, you were hitting the nail on the head with that as you were getting into that. And we just, you know, there's, there's so much, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know what the word would be. But there's just so much of that, that imagery that you, we're leading to there that it almost seems fake like it's 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 something that is being thrown around so much that it is doing a disjustice i guess a disservice i guess would be a better way of saying it, a disservice to the hunters that are out there trying to do you know do the right thing and be respectful to the wildlife and be uh, a hunter for the right reasons and that kind of thing no i i mean it's that's what exactly you hit the nail on the head i mean it's like I said, and it's so people are so scared to take a stand because they're afraid somebody's going to be mad at them. But like I said, I'm I just want to try to live by the Bible. And I mean, if we look at the Bible, you know, like I said, the number one thing somebody's going to pull out, they they'll say, "Thou shalt not judge." They don't even know where it's at in the Bible. They just pull it out. They've heard somebody talk about it, and and you know, obviously, if anybody knows anything about the Bible, you read on there, and, and it's just pulled plumb out of context. I mean, you know, we're all going to judge one way or the other. I mean, and. and and, you know, we're to love each other, but true, you know, there, there's two kinds of love, phileo love and agape love and, in the Bible. And that's what it is. And, and, and that's where we got to take stand as hunters as well and, and outdoorsmen, or we're just going to watch it sink. I mean, you can be nice to each other and, you know, you can be see somebody over and you don't want to get involved or whatever. But the truth of the matter is a good friend's going to tell you when you ain't doing right. He's going to come out of love and say, but you're, you're going down the wrong way. And, and it's not a, it's not a deal that some you can be right and I can be right on all this. It's, you know, the Bible's pretty clear that, you know, here's the way. And, um, and so again, going back to the outdoors and, and the social medias and it's not, again, social media can be great, but then you got it being abused like it is. And it's just, it's horrible. It, it truly is. I mean, it just, I can't even hardly look at it because I mean, and the other thing is I've hunted with some of these people and when you don't come here from Sikkim and then I look, and it's kind of like, you know, we all back in the day, I mean, when you got your, your, your dating, 
you know, we all got our best image up or whatever. Well, now it's even worse than that because you're on Facebook and you don't know who somebody is. I heard a sermon the other day and a guy said this, and it's so truth. It said, I'm not who you think I am, and I'm sure not who I tell you I am. God knows who I am. And and that is what's going on with Facebook, Instagram, all this kind of stuff. And, and it, it needs to be addressed for sure. Yeah, it definitely does. And that's a, I mean, that's a trend that, I mean, I think is a direct, direct result of, you know, social media and wanting to get those number of likes and wanting to get followers and that kind of thing. You always, people want to put their best up and it really, it's just a, it's just a phony look into what, into who somebody really is. I mean, that's, there's a few hunters out there that are uh, kind of reversing that trend a little bit. And I think, uh, mm-hmm. I think they're doing a great job with it because they're showing the whole aspect of hunting. They're getting out there and they're, mm-hmm. they're showing when they fail. They're mm-hmm. showing when they miss the shot. They're showing the, uh, the struggle with the preparation. I mean, they're showing all these things that really, that really show that, that tell the full story. And there's a lot of people out there that, you know, aren't really doing that kind of mm-hmm. like what you were getting out there, how, they're just showing their best image. They're showing the 210 inch right. buck that they shot uh, off, you know, some mm-hmm. private lease somewhere and they're not showing. And then they're kind of putting down a lot of people who aren't able to get those kind of things, aren't able to get a, you know, 200 inch deer and that kind of thing. And it's just, it's doing a lot of, I guess a lot of disservice to hunting in general, but fortunately there have been some people make some, make some positive impact. Yeah, and it goes back Tyler, to this. I mean, and it's easy to do. So I, I want to be careful that, Cause I've been in it. I mean, when I got in it, all of a sudden you can find yourself not being who you are because you get on TV, you get on social media, you're putting those videos up or whatever. And all of a sudden we have to watch that we're not somebody else because, you know, and, and, and I had some advice years ago. It said, Jeff, you got to be who you are. Cause I was a people pleaser. So and still I am today. I mean, a people pleaser coming in the television deal. I don't want anybody to be mad at me. I want everybody to like me. Well, all of a sudden I started getting people that didn't like me. I mean, you know, with that, that's just what it comes. Not everybody's going to like you in it. And I couldn't stand it. I mean, I was trying to please everybody. And they told me, they said, you just got to be yourself. And, you know, some people may not like you, but they really never can disrespect you if you just be yourself. And, and that's hard sometimes. And I would say this, I mean, there's so many people today, I don't even think they know who they are because they're, 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 they're almost an actor on social media. And, um, and that's scary. And they'll spend so much time on social media that they try to become, you know, this thing that they're mm, pretending exactly to be. Right. And then, yeah. And then they lose sight of, lose sight of who they are. Yeah. And there's just the, there's a certain bit of, honesty and integrity that we have to live with. That's something I try to do on a daily basis. And sometimes I fail, sometimes mm-hmm. I do okay at it, but there's a certain bit of honesty and integrity, not just in social media, but just in, in life in general that we, I think is important that people really consider whenever they roll. Well, out the other the thing, just the aspect of this, and maybe people don't think about it much, but you know, it's hard enough to stay married and, and, and do things right as it is. Well, when we had it, social media, now you got another thing. I mean, now you got somebody on the phone and again, I have to guard myself. I, I'm terrible. I mean, you just, you just actually look at your phone all the time. And so now, you know, spouses and, you know, heck, I mean, my testimony is, is a lot that where I'm on my phone all the time and my kids are hollering at me, telling me to watch or whatever. And we're too busy because now we're staring at a dang phone. 
And so we, we do as families need to guard that on that aspect as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's something that, uh, actually last night got, got in a little bit of trouble with my wife, if I'm being honest. And she just told me, you know, you just got to put your phone down. It's like, yeah, I, I understand. I'm, so I went, I, what I did was I took it over to the next room, laid it there on the table and tried not to yep. touch it the rest of the night. So, I mean, sometimes you just got to prioritize those things where, you know, you got to put that technology down and, and reconnect with the things that are most yep. important around you. And then where my kids are, you know, they're small. I mean, that, that time, as they're growing up, I'm not going to get that back. So I've got to really prioritize wanting to spend time with them in this, this season that they're in right now. It's a fun oh, age too. Yeah. Five you're, and three is always, you're on always the right fun. deal. Just keep fighting that fight. And you're exactly right. You're heading down a, you know, knowledge that you have is important. And then just make sure and share that with others. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's part of the reason why I wanted to, to do this Rise Kill Elite podcast and have guys on like you who, who have, you know, have this kind of experience in, in something that, that I'm interested in, which is hunting and being in the outdoors and, you know, balancing that, that, that schedule of being a hunter, but also being a father, being a husband, being, you know, a follower of Christ and being all these things that, that we try to be. And then, you know, how, how to put, how do we put those pieces together kind of thing? And that's, that's really why I wanted to, to start this, this platform here and have guys on like you. Well, I'm appreciative of being on here. Well, I appreciate it quite a bit. And as we're kind of, you know, winding down here a little bit, there's always one question that I, I like to ask my guest, and it's something that I always get a lot of really good, good, uh, responses from, and it's just kind of, kind of embodying everything that hunting is to us. So my question for you is what does hunting mean to you? Shoot. That's a, that's a big question. I mean, hunting is, uh, if I just look at it, I mean, it's our life. I mean, it's, it's what, it's a tool for me that God has used in so many ways. I mean, in so many opportunities that, that, that came up and, and, uh, and a deal, you know, hunting is just a blessing. It's a blessing and it's a privilege God has given us as, uh, and it's just, um, from his creation. And I mean, chills on my neck to seeing sunrises and sunsets to, seeing laughter with my, my kids and, and, and my dad. And, and it's a, it's a way maybe to even have someone that doesn't even know Christ. And it's a way that hunting is a, an introduction to that without saying a word, an introduction to our creator. It's a, you know, hunting is, is, uh, like I said, I, I don't think a, a day would go by without that word coming out of my mouth. Um, it's a, it's a deal that, you know, that has been a great thing. And it's a deal that's been a deal that I, God had to use to let me fail at times to sharpen me. You know, hunting is, uh, it's a tool for any dad or or any mom, I believe done in the right way to, to keep our kids grounded. There's so many lessons, lessons learned in hunting. You know, it's not killing, it's hunting. And, um, it's something that's worth fighting for. It's something that's worth, you know, saving, you know, like I said, it's just a, it's just a loaded question really in me that, uh, that, that it's, uh, it just goes deep down in my soul, I guess. Yeah. It really does become part of who we are. And it's, it's something that is 
almost constantly on our minds because it's something that we want to be good at. It's something that's going to challenge us as you were kind of getting at at the beginning here and something that whenever we, whenever we pursue God in the outdoors, I mean, some of the, some of the greatest moments that I've had with God and some of the greatest closest times I've come to God is being out in the woods hunting and just seeing all the things that he has put in front of me. And, you know, as, as, as I said a minute ago with Genesis, I mean, he gave us dominion over these things to take care of and to, to really just, just enjoy as part of, as part of who we are as children of God. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I would, I would tell this too, just to guard people. And again, I might stir up something here, but you know, I, I don't like seeing Tyler a deal where people when hunting season gets here, they just quit going to church and quit taking their family. You know, and they're like, Oh, I'm better off in the woods. You know, if I'm in church, I'm just going to be thinking about hunting anyway. And, and that that's not what Christ wants. Christ wants us to be taking our families to church and to, and to be putting aside and putting Christ first over hunting, you know, not to say we can't be closer out there because we can, or we can be close to Christ, but, but I don't like that. I think that's the wrong deal. I think that's a foothold for the devil is for someone to treat it that way because, you know, all of a sudden hunt season get here and they ain't in church for three months. You know, that is, that's just not a way to live. And that's not, I don't think a biblical way to be. And that's not an example for our kids and, and, and for anyone watching. Right. There's a certain bit of self-control that they'll have to have to consider. And we have to always battle with against ourselves is that, that desire to do what we want to do, but we have to, you know, do what's actually going to be better for us in the, in the long term with our relationship with God, with our relationships with our mm-hmm. wife and our kids and that kind of thing. There's there's a certain a certain bit of selflessness that we have to consider and we have to apply to our lives in order to actually have success in the That's things right. that are going to matter. Exactly right. But thank you so much again for being on the Rascal Elite podcast today. This was a really good conversation. Had a good time talking with you. It was a uh, I, I really do appreciate that. Well, I'm I'm always ticked. To- to just somebody that would reach out to me and even want to talk to me. I mean, and, and then the other is when I, you know, I, I do have a voice and, and, uh, and I sure going to try to use it for Christ all I can. Um, again, you know, I just tell everybody that, you know, don't, don't, you know, you see me on television, see me on the deal, whatever, and it all looks hunky tory and it ain't always that way. I mean, I got problems as much as anyone and I'm in a daily fight as much as anyone. Um, I do know where the answers are. And so that's what I'm always trying to, to tell everyone is where the answers are. I've, I've learned how to, to do it. I, I, and, and, but, but anyway, I, I appreciate you and, and, and just, you know, Christians, uh, out there, I think we all need to be praying for each other. And, and, you know, if you, if you want to know more about us, I mean, obviously you can go to, you know, we have a website, just bvotv.com. So like buckventuresoutdoorstv.com. And the biggest thing is, you know, Instagram and, and Facebook, we're on those. I mean, from Buck Ventures, uh, we have we have Buck Ventures Instagram, Buck Ventures um, uh, Facebook. And then I have my own Instagram as well. So uh, Jeff Danker, I think, is my, my regular deal. So, you know, I handle that account myself. And I'm always, you know, willing to, to try to at least get to as many comments or as I can, I don't always get to everyone, but, uh, I tell you one thing that we are going to start and I'll just, you know, I don't want everybody flooding because it ain't done yet, but we are going to start a, um, 
a prayer request uh, where we have take prayer requests, I think once every week and my pro staff is going to help handle it. So literally we can have people get a hold of us and, and give prayer requests. And then we are going to, we're going to pick, um, and we're going to be praying in general for everyone, but then we're going to pick several that we just pick out where we just dedicate um, to praying for and, and all kinds of stuff. And, and maybe send some gifts too and that kind of stuff. So that's going to be a pretty neat deal. Just people can just look for that coming up. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm definitely going to include some of those notes in the show notes. I'll put, make sure I put the website in there. So that it'll be a direct link to the website, to the bvotv.com. Then I'll also put some information in there on your personal inf- Instagram. And then uh, of course the uh, Buck Ventures Instagram. But yeah, so I'm, I want to stay in contact with you so that we can, I can stay updated and help kind of spread the word a little bit on the the prayer request line that you guys are opening up. That sounds like a really, really neat oh, way of ministering to people. And like I said, I can't even take credit there. It was, um, you know, that's a, one of our pro staff guys kind of come up with that. And that, I just said, oh man, that's awesome. Let's do it. So I got a lot of good help. That's for sure. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that sounds awesome. I'll definitely ha- make sure I include all the links and all the information that I can in the show notes whenever this posts. Well, yeah, just let me know. You got my cell and just, uh, keep in touch and whatever you need, just give yeah. me a shot. All right, man. I appreciate it th- so much. And thank you for being on the rice kill podcast with me today. All right. Thanks Tyler. We'll see you next time. Uh-huh.